Hello and welcome to the Belmont Journal, your source for really local news and community updates. I'm Mike Crowley, your host this week. Belmont High School is getting a new principal, Isaac Taylor. He began his career in 2001 as an English and a psychology teacher. For the past four and a half years, Mr. Taylor has been principal at North Middlesex Regional High School. His time at North Middlesex has involved coordinating the building and transition to a new school building, much the same issues that we're facing here in Belmont with our new high school building. He starts his new position on July 11th, and Joanna Juvelis was at his hearings and has the story. First and foremost, I'm, I'm an educator, but I'm also a parent. I have two children. I have an almost 13-year-old son, um, and he, so he's in junior high, started junior high this year, and a daughter who's 11, who's in fifth grade. And in my role as an educator, I aim to um, look at the schools, I'm, the school I'm in and the programs in terms of um, would this be something that I'd be happy for my children to go through, to be part of. Um, I am super excited about the building project. Um, it's, it's such an incredible opportunity for the town and for the students and um, I, the way that I would, you know, the, the way that I operate and the way that I manage a school is I have, um, I develop people around me um, so that people can do their job, know what their job is, can do their job, are effective in their job. And I can't run a school without strong people around me who are able to um, make sure that we have a schedule and make sure that MCAS is running and make sure that all of the million different things that, need take, that we need to take care of so that teachers can do their best work are being taken care of. So for me, any kind of uh, big challenge like this, big opportunity, um, goes back to basics, goes back to the core of what a principal should be doing, which is developing people, building consensus, working with people, and supporting people to do their best work so that, for me, the most challenging piece of any of my jobs that I've had in education has been around um, culture and establishing and supporting the culture that you want, um, developing an environment where uh, teachers and edu educators within the building, students and parents feel like they have a voice and understand how they can be part of the process of the inevitable change that you, you know, schools are constantly going through change and adapting and figuring out how to support students and meet their changing need, ever-changing needs and the changing needs of the economy. So I strict that's exciting to me. I love the fact that um, Belmont um, clearly supports students and supports, um, supports the, um, the district. And I'm very interested in the current district leadership and the, um, for example, the focus that the superintendent um, has on um, instruction. That he makes very clear that that's his focus in the district. I think that's exciting to me. Um, I'm very excited by the social-emotional initiative in the district. That's something that's extremely close to my heart. Um, and I'm excited about the um, what I you know what I hear about the staff and the students and the very um, strong reputation that Belmont has in terms of attracting and retaining teachers, having a strong collegial environment, and having a, a phenomenal student population. Welcome to this week in the Citizen Herald, Belmont's online and print news source, and welcome back, Joanna Jubilis. How are you? Great, thank you, Mike. 
So let's talk about the selectmen's race. Yes, there is officially going to be a contested race for the three-year selectman seat, which okay. Mark Palillo is, is giving up after right. after serving three terms. Um, he doesn't want to run again. Mm -hmm. Jesse Bennett is one of the candidates. She was the first to file her nomination right. papers. And then Roy... Um, Roy, Roy Epstein. Epstein had taken out papers, but now... He has officially filed as well. So we have okay. two candidates. We have Roy Epstein, who has a lot of service to the town mm -hmm. in his background. He's currently the chairman of the Warren Committee. Mm -hmm. He serves on the Community Path Project Committee. He also is on the, the Building Committee for the Police and DBW Stations, right. and he's a town meeting member. Mm -hmm. Jesse Bennett is a town meeting member, but she's also on the Traffic Advisory Committee recently right. appointed. Tra actually, it's called Transportation Advisory Committee. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. She's also on the High School Traffic Working Group mm -hmm. Committee. She's very involved in her the, the PTO at her... PTA. PTA at Burbank mm -hmm. and um, the after-school program. So okay. she's, she's got a lot of experience too. Each has their unique set of qualities and mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see. And we'll be hosting a, a live debate here at Belmont Media Center March 15th. Okay, so I'm, I'm sure that people will, will want to see that. Yes, that's the update on the election. Okay, and so we, we, we have an update as well on what used to be called the Cushing Village Project and now it's called... The Bradford okay. Project. This is the three buildings that have rose from the ground in the heart of Cushing Square. It's called the Bradford. Toll Brothers Apartment Living is the de developer of that uh -huh. project. And the first building to be completed will be the, the Winslow. Okay. That will be completed in May, is what they're telling us. Now, th this, this is a little bit slower than originally. Right, it's taken two, it's been two years okay. already. And the Winslow is where Starbucks will be reopening, so that's exciting, and that's okay. the anchor tenant so a lot in that of people, building. A lot of people are looking forward to that. A lot of people miss the Starbucks right. that's, that was there. The second building that they're working on is called the Highland, and mm -hmm. that's on the corner of Belmont Street and Common Street, and that is due to open at the end of this year. So, so more like December of... Right, of, okay. at the end of the year. And the third building, which is the largest of the three, is called the Pomona, and that's uh -huh. on the corner of Trapello and Common Street, mm -hmm. and that is supposed to be done by March of 2020, is what they're telling us. Okay, so there's a big but. There is a but. Okay. A but on the retail, I would uh -huh. say, because I can't tell you any more about the retail, and there actually can't be any leases signed on the retail until this lawsuit is resolved. There is a lawsuit that was filed against Toll Brothers Apartment Living by Smith Legacy Partners. Smith mm -hmm. Legacy Partners are the former owners of the property. And, and this was this this lawsuit was filed back in 2017. September right. 2017. And the file suit is basically saying, okay, they agreed that the decontamination of the site, because there was a dry cleaners and a gas station there, so the agreement between Smith Legacy and Toll was that the decontamination would not cost more than $1.3 million. But and it actually it, cost more. 4.2. 4 and, and the agreement was that if it was going to increase in cost that that Smith Legacy would have to agree to that. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're filing a lawsuit against Toll Brothers for upwards of 20 million dollars and it oh. hasn't been resolved. Neither party will comment and until it is resolved they cannot lease any more retail. Okay, that so is the God honest how, truth. <laughs> how does that affect the residential side of the, the it does not affect the residential side but they're not going to be taking any reservations for apartments um, and, and for a while, Toll Brothers said, "Just keep checking in with us, or they'll they'll give me an update, and then I can announce it. Okay, you can start leasing." 
Okay. One uh, studio, one bedroom, and two bedrooms is what it'll be, 112 units. And one other last little thing to mm -hmm. update everybody on is that the decontamination of that site has been going on since day one when they broke ground. They've been uh, they have an environmental engineering firm called Sage that they've been working with who has been decontaminating it and testing it and updating the public about it and they're so, showing so that it's safe levels now but they'll continue to, to so, work. So the decontamination work is largely done but but they're they're doing monitoring. Is oh, that what's taking yes, place? Yes, a lot. Dewatering is, is ongoing. They've dewatered, they've treated 25 million gallons of groundwater, believe it or not, and they're going to wow. continue to. All right, well, thank you so much, Joanna. You're welcome. And we'll talk to you next time. You're welcome. Belmont ranks among the towns in Massachusetts with the most electric vehicles. In fact, just in terms of zip codes, Belmont has more electric cars as of the end of December than any other zip code in Massachusetts. Marty Bittner, who is the co-chair of Belmont's Energy Committee, drives an electric vehicle, and he, he describes the experience for us in this report produced by our very own Roger Colton. Hi, my name is Marty Bittner. I'm a member of the Energy Committee here in town and also a volunteer with Belmont Drives Electric. Belmont's doing quite well with electric car adoption. Um, we are one of the top two or three in the state um, by zip code in terms of how many electric cars there are. There's, last time I checked, there's around 180 electric cars in Belmont. People in Belmont are uh, interested in taking action on climate change and uh, it turns out that one of the largest contributors to our residents carbon footprint is their transportation and so by driving electric uh, it's, it's one of the very best things you can do as a resident to um, take action on climate change. Another thing I like about driving an electric car is that um, the, the car is powered by electricity and since we here in Belmont are, we have, are served by a municipal utility, and what that means is that we, all of the residents are actually owners of the utility. And so when the, when the utility does well from a financial standpoint, that's beneficial for us residents. And so um, I enjoy the fact that I'm giving my money to Belmont Light and keep, it's sort of a way of shopping local where I'm keeping my transportation dollars in town rather than sending the money off to um, you know, some multinational corporation where the profits are spread to, to their shareholders. Driving an electric car is, uh, in, in a lot of ways, it feels, it feels familiar to the experience of driving a, a regular uh, old-fashioned gas car. Uh, or what we found is the most optimal way to get people comfortable with the electric car is to actually get them behind the wheel and, and find that it really is just like a normal car, only it's faster, quieter, uh, and, and more fun to drive, but otherwise it doesn't feel like anything unusual. So, so people wonder whether electric cars are uh, sort of just a fad right now or, or it's, it's the way of the future. And um, I, I think uh, having, having two electric cars ourselves and our family for the last year, um, personally, we're, we're never going to go back. We'll never buy another gas car. And now it's time for our community calendar with Jane Peters. Jane has all of the updates on what's happening in Belmont this week. Jane also has a special guest this week, Dana Levitt, um, who is the Assistant Director of the Belmont Council on Aging. 
Hi everyone, I'm Jane and this is your community calendar for this week. Before we get into next week's events, we have a special guest with us today. We have Dana Levitt from the Beach Street Center with us. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about what your role is over at the Beach Street Center for yeah. us? Um, so I am the new assistant director. I've been there for about five months mm -hmm. um, and part of my role is working on the newsletter mm -hmm. um, and coming up with all the programs. Awesome. So I spend a lot of time doing that. Um, and I help write grants too, um, and sort of act as the interim director if Nava isn't there, um, and sort of triaging and managing things up at the front desk and the volunteers. So there's a lot that goes into it, but I love awesome. it. Yeah, and you're in a perfect place to do that because the Beach Street Center always has tons of stuff going on there. Um, can you talk a little bit about some of the regular programs that you have? Because you have lots of meetings and groups of people that meet once a month, once a week, and yep. all that kind of stuff. Yep, so some of the really big regular groups that we have, um, the Bel Airs, which is our um, chorus singing group, and they are they are great. So they are on Thursday afternoons. Um, we've got Bingo, which is great. That's got a big regular group. We've got a ton of language classes, mm -hmm. um, so ESL classes, um, people wanting to learn Spanish, Italian, a French group, which is both informal and formal. Mm -hmm. um, we've got a lot of decluttering, so support groups for people who need a little more um, hands-on and help like that. Mm -hmm. um, we also have a lot of exercise classes. Um, we have a huge lunch program, which can serve up to, I've seen upwards of 54 people coming for lunch, which is a really great program, yeah. um, all run by Springwell. Um, we've got uh, chess, we've got um, Chinese checkers, pool, ping pong, <laughs> um, we've got meditation, we've got mahjong, duplicate bridge is really big. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so something the, for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you could come in and you could do something different every day of the week. And are a lot of the groups run by people who are also members there, or mm -hmm. do you have sometimes you have special speakers come in and things like yep, that? Yep. Yeah, so a lot, we really try to focus on having them be run by the people who participate. Awesome. So our French group and our opera group is run by our participants and a lot of the volunteers. Um, Bridge is run, um, help. It's, it's run by someone but also influenced by people from Belmont too. Um, our bingo is run by um, Belmont members who come to the Beach Street Center. So yeah, a lot of the groups are run by people who come awesome. every day for other activities. Well, that's great. Too. That makes it a true community center. Yeah. Um, and one of the events that you really wanted to talk about today is uh, a Zumba class. Mm -hmm. So again, something for everything, <laughs> uh, something for everyone. Zumba is really popular with a lot of people right now, but you're bringing it to the senior center. Yeah. So, so we have a new teacher. Her name is Christine Answorth, and mm -hmm. she is amazing. She's mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Um, she comes, she is decked out in like neon. Um, she's got a headband um, or a sweatband, and she basically, her message was every class is like a party oh, that's and awesome. it really is like a party um, so they are doing and it's a mix it's nice that she changes up the pace so it's not just one sort of style she mm -hmm. can throw in some like salsa and merengue and then you're sort of doing like typical Zumba um, other kind of regular routines and mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun um, it's really perfect for active adults age um, 50 plus mm -hmm. um, they call it Zumba gold um, so they sort of have a more of a special training to really tailor it to older adults okay um, oh, and it's great. focused on they kind of recreate the original moves um, that you love but sort of at a lower intensity oh, that's um, awesome. and it, you focus on cardiovascular fitness muscular condi muscle muscular conditioning flexibility and balance so it's a lot of fun that's it's great fun. is this open to anyone in the public do you have to be a beat street member or how does that work? Yep, um, we it would be open to anyone um, in the community, 55 plus, but we do have priority for our seniors okay. first. Yeah. Um, but if they came and they talked to anyone at the front desk, we'd be more than willing to help people and let them know and let them participate in the group. Um, it does cost $40 okay. for an eight-week session, mm -hmm. um, so it's really 
reasonably priced for people. And what um, day does it meet on? It meets on Monday and Thursday at 10, oh, awesome. um, and there are scholarships available too. Oh, great. All right, anything else? Any other special events that you might have coming up that you want to plug um, real quick? Yeah, no. Um, so we've got our Valentine's Day party. We're doing a fondue party, um, which we're calling it the Make Your Heart Melt Party, which mm -hmm. will be really fun. So someone's coming in to do raclette. Um, oh, and yes. yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, we have our Lunar New Year, which mm -hmm. is going to be a really fun celebration. Um, so they're going to be doing lots of dances, kung fu. We'll bring in some um, food as well. Um, yeah, and we just want anybody to come visit us at the Beach Street because we have got a lot of great things going. Great, and you can find listings of all your events and your newsletters and everything on your website. Yep, um, it's at the Beach Street. So I can give the website. Um, so it's at the. Um, BeachStreetCenter.org. Um, it's also on the town website as well if they went into departments and they could see Council on Aging and it would be there too. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming in today thank and talking you. about this. And we hope you get a great turnout for uh, the upcoming uh, sessions that you've yeah. got going on for Zumba. So be sure to check that out. And with that, we're going to head into next week's events. The Wellington and Craft Beer Cellar are teaming up for a special beer dinner on Sunday night. Dinner pairings with special night shift beers will be served starting at 6 p.m. Tickets for this 21 plus event can be found on eventbrite.com. Kids and families can enjoy music by Brian Dozer at the second Tuesday Cocoa House at the First Church in Belmont on Tuesday from 10 to 10.45. Suggested donation for the concert is $5 per family and takes place upstairs in the parish hall. Powers Music School brings their neighborhood concert series to the Beach Street Center on Tuesday at 1.15. Ladies Triumph will present an interactive concert of love songs, including popular standards of the 1950s and 60s. Get ready for spring at the Belmont Garden Club's February program and meeting titled Gardening in the Shade at the Library Assembly Room. The program will be led by member Suzanne Mahler. Learn more about the Gardening Club and become a member by visiting belmontgardenclub.org. In 1765, Dr. James Baker stumbled upon a penniless Irish immigrant named John Hannon, who possessed the rare skills required to create chocolate, a delicacy then exclusive to Europe. On Sunday at 2 p.m., historian and author Anthony Samarco will share the delicious saga of Massachusetts Baker Chocolate Company, America's first manufacturers of this rich treat at the library. Samarco's newest book, The Baker Chocolate Company, A Sweet History, chronicles the company's foundation and history. The Belmont Gallery presents an artist's talk to accompany their Three Graces exhibit. Artists Cynthia Brody, Susan Murray, and Julie Dapper will discuss their techniques and meaning behind their work at the gallery this Sunday, February 17th at 1 p.m. And the gallery is seeking submissions to its Spring Awakening exhibit, opening April 12th. Artists with floral, bird, and botanical-themed artwork that celebrate nature's rebirth after the winter months are invited to submit up to three pieces directly to BGA director Rebecca Richards. Deadline to submit is March 21st. Sculpture, ceramics, textiles, paintings, printmaking, photography, assemblage, and mixed media are all accepted. And that's all for next week. If you'd like your event featured in Belmont Journal's community calendar, you can do so by emailing jane at belmontmedia.org. That's all for now. I'm Mike Crowley. This is the Belmont Journal, and we'll see you next time.